0: This is brother Julius Adewomi. Again, we are going through the book of Matthew, and it's a good, intriguing because in the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, he, we, he, Matthew listed a lot of the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and parables that is good, and then some, some, some testimonies of miracles. And chapter 8 is where we are at now. We are going to go to chapter 8. We have gone through the sermon on the mountain, which is chapter 5, 6, and 7. Now in chapter 8, Matthew started listing some of the miracles. And we are going to go through them one by one and see what we can learn in how to exercise our faith also because it takes faith to get those miracles. And if we are ministers, it takes faith to even give the miracle to other people that are not allowed because it is the Holy Spirit that is doing it. It is the Holy Spirit that is doing those miracles. And I'm talking about Matthew chapter 8. This is where we are in the teaching of 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 of, uh, of the of this Matthew Gospel of Matthew, in chapter eight, Matthew started t- telling us the miracles, some of the miracles that the Lord did, and we are going to learn some few things from those miracles how to exercise faith because it takes faith to receive the miracles, and sometimes we minister how to give miracles to other people because it takes the Holy Ghost manifesting His His miracle His, His gifts through us. So I will go through chapter 8, one by, verse by verse, and stop and pause at the end of the miracles, and then analyze the miracle, and see what you can learn from there. The Bless you, let's pray. That I help us to be able to get something out of this Matthew chapter 8. Verse 1. When he was come down, that's when Jesus Christ was come down from the mountain, that's the mount of the salmon on the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And that's a leper that sneaked out because most of the time in that generation they kept the lepers in some colonies. But this leper heard about the Messiah can, is, is the and wonders, Jewish people have been here. So that leper most likely would have sneaked out of the colonies They I must find this uh, rabbi. And they cover themselves with all their clothing so that people don't recognize that they are lepers. But when she saw Jesus Christ, came out and Ask that if you will, you can make me clean. Why did he say if that will? Because he didn't you know whether the law will do it. Why? In the generation, according to what the Moses wrote to them, leprosy to them, they say it was God that afflicted them with leprosy, which means they must have done something wrong, is where they is the is the mentality. Well, if God is one that afflicts you, if you believe God is one that afflicts you, will you be able to go to God to take this thing away? Unless you repent, you don't know what you did wrong. so then he came to Jesus and said, if you will, you can make me clean. I mean, you have the power, but I don't know whether you will do it. So That's what it means. Also, if you will, you can make me clean. But Jesus Christ was trying to make us to see that it's not God that is putting this disease upon man. So Christ being God by the said, I will. See, that's the answer the Lord Jesus Christ gave him. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So, it is a good example to make us to see it is not God that is putting this disease upon mankind, it is the devil. And God is showing mercy to when, when we come to him, we answer. and he says he will, it is the will of Father God. Oh, be clear. It is the will of Father that oh, all come to repentance. They say some people are not coming because they didn't want, they didn't want to accept it. Verse 4, and Jesus said unto him, See thou tell no man that go thy way, show thyself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now the Lord said it is for a testimony. Moses commanded that when they are cleansed of leprosy, they should go to the priest who was to certify that, yeah, they are already clean. The priest will examine them and say, yeah, they are clean. Then the priest will, they have to make some sacrifice. That sacrifice is not a sacrifice to God, for God to say, thank you, God, is what it means, actually. They give, basically, it's a sin offering they call it. But Christ is a testimony. It's a for a testimony unto them. That yes, the Lord has this man, this man is not clean. That's the purpose for him to go and be, the priest to satisfy it and everybody to see that he has been clean. Verse 5. This is another story of a centurion servant. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion. A centurion is a captain with hundred soldiers under him in the Roman army beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, the centurion was 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 expected to be a Roman, which is not a Jew, Gentile, but being a captain of the army and the soldiers of Rome and ruling the place, so he must have believed in this Judaism. So he saw this rabbi they are calling him and this, this and this. Now he has a case, his servant was sick. So he went to, according to this one, he said he went to Jesus Christ himself. I think in other Luke recovered this same story and said, this actually sent some servants, some, some friends with Jesus. But anyway, Matthew said the centurion himself that came and said, My servant lies at home, sick of the power, given his tormenting. And Jesus Christ said, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered him and said, Lord, I am not worried that thou should come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I said to this man, go, and he great, and to another, come, and he come, and to my servant, do this, and he do it. Easy. Now, that centurion was alluded to the fact that he has recognized that Jesus Christ is not just the rabbi is the Lord of the other side of the, of the world, that is unseen world. That centurion must have recognized that these sickness and diseases were being caused by invisible beings, invisible things that are causing those troubles because he has watched from a distance and so saw that Jesus Christ was casting those devils out by his word, commanding them, come out of him. Which means those spirits can hear, can understand what he was saying, and they will be. Almost like how that centurion was also commanding the soldier. He said, if I call the soldier, I say, go you go. If I come and say, come, you will come. If I told my son, I do this, he said he does it. So he saw Jesus Christ doing similar things. By commanding these spirits and they are obeying, they are coming out. So that's why he said, this is like a another world. This rabbi must be the captain on that side. That's why they obey him. Or he's the Lord of the other side. So that's why when he came to Jesus Christ, he was using the same analogy and say, I know you don't need to go to come to my house. I'm not even worrying for you to come to my house. Because, and they say, Jews don't go to Gentiles' house. Even though they are ruling over you, the Jews keep themselves away from the house of those uh, centurions or soldiers or anything. So he said, you don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm worrying for you to come. But, but from what he has seen, he said, just speak the word, your servants will do it. And that's what he was using to address Jesus Christ. Just come, just speak the word. And it shall be done. My, my servant shall be healed. Because I'm also a man under authority. At least. When I command they do it. So I know when you command your servants, those spirits are your servants, they are doing what you are saying. So the logic just recognized that the man knew what authority meant. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that follow, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in history. Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in history. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west. And shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of the Lord. Was we said, putting that one for the Jews that were following to we know that, yes, we better get serious with this thing. If even the Gentiles will come on in while you are still outside, not, not accepted, because it takes faith to follow God. Because anyone that believe must, anyone that come to him must believe that he is, and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, and faith is given to every person to exercise, whether you are Jew or Gentile. And there's yeah. degrees of faith that you can exercise; your own measure can be stronger or less. Verse 13, and Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same same hour. So you can see that there's different levels of faith. That just just demonstrated or announced what he believed, but what he what he know that this is believing that Jesus Christ has power to just speak from a distance, and that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all the under unseen world makes him to just announce to just pronounce that, and Jesus Christ just say, yeah, you understand that. And the same way, we are to believe the same way. If you want to have strong faith, believe that Jesus is the Lord of the heavens and of the earth, of the visible and the invisible world. And then all those things that are troubling us are invisible things for us. The scientists are trying to look at the test and say, the viruses, yeah, the jams. What are jams? What are viruses? They are created by God. No, sir. Anything that can live, anything they are trying to live, whether living inside us or living upon us or living in the, that we call jams or viruses or bacteria. If they are living things, even those things that are not living, God created all everything also. So then the Lord Jesus kind of has authority to command those things that are living that can hear him. They can hear him because they are living things. He can drive them away. That's why the Lord was able to call for locusts to come into Egypt or frogs to come into Egypt. And When he was done with them, he sent the locusts back into the ocean. They were all pre ocean. So God can wipe all those viruses and germs away from us. And he will say that I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. My great army that I sent among you. The kankawom, the palman, the kankawom, the palman, the caterpillar. Those are the stages of locusts. I will will, will restore the years to you that they they have eaten away. My great army that I sent among you. So God can also control those things that we call diseases that are troubling us. Verse 14. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Verse 16. When the evil was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and they cast out his spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. That is Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Now, Matthew put this one in here to, to, to punctuate that he was healing all these sick, afflicted according to what the prophet Isaiah has prophesied. We know that Isaiah was prophesying about Christ's death and resurrection, that by his stripes we were healed in Isaiah chapter 53 by 4, verse 4. But he has already been impl- implementing this by. Healing the sick, right? Before he even went to the cross. But well, we went to the cross and received all those stripes to save the whole world and heal everybody that will come. Not those that were there in the physical time that were still there. So this thing has been, all these ordinances have been fulfilled, and it is now for us to begin to claim it that his stripes healed us. By his right, we were healed. So Satan has no with no no, no no power to resist himself against us. Satan, you know that. So we we'll began to keep it from us in the name of Jesus Christ. But well, by his stripes we were already healed. Verse 18. Now, when Jesus saw great multitude about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Now, what is this verse telling us? Some people wanted to follow. Some that are not called. Some, you call them, they say they won't come. Some, you come, they follow. So this is what Apostle Matthew was trying to describe. This scribe just said, oh, I will follow you wherever you go. And the Lord said, hmm, I don't have where you are following me to. I was like, wait, the folks are fools, but the Son of Man have no place to live. So where are you following me another one, to? And one, and verse 21 one, say, another of his disciples said to him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. You wanted to follow me. Let me first go do this, and Jesus said, "Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead." So you are going to have to make up your decision: am I following, am I going to be go do this one first before I follow? And I think when Luke also said, the other one said, "Well, let me first do this and go do that," and the Lord said, "You can't put your hand on the plow and look back." Now, verse twenty-three. Now they they were going to the other side, like he said in verse twenty. Verse 18, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him, and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said to them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose, and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. But the men marveled, say, What manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. Now that was summarized there in that story of calming the storm, and they were surprised, what manner of man is this? Someone said, Well, the Lord actually intended to just ride the storm without, without really stopping it by going to sleep. But the apostles, the disciples, they were not exercising their feet because they were used to this the sea, the lake. And when they saw the, and most of these are fish, some of them are fishermen. When they saw this thing, they will be rowing the boat, using all the physical method they know. And many times, like I say in some of my salmon, something we think is normal, natural, can suddenly turn supernatural. And that's why we need to exercise faith and first take it supernaturally supernatural first. Supernaturally first, because the, 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 the normal can suddenly turn abnormal. The natural can suddenly turn supernatural. If you take authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ first, take authority supernaturally first, and get rid of the supernatural, then the normal will be obedient. But you see, the apostles were used to the normal, so they didn't know when the normal turned to abnormal. And they were still struggling with the boat. Pull it there, roll in there, roll in there, and the wind is getting over, upper hand over them, not knowing that it has turned supernatural. the devil. The Satanic spirits are all that right there to mess them up. So when the Lord Christ came, he said, oh, you of the world, where is your faith? Faith means they should have taken it supernaturally and rebuked the thing in the name of the Lord. And that, all those demons will have run off and the wind will have calmed down. But they are not remembering that. They are thinking of the physical they know, the boat they know, the way they row when they are fishing. And so they didn't realize that they ought to exercise faith. And God is teaching us that, take things supernaturally first or spiritually first. I have told some people, somebody suddenly collapsed in front of you, don't say, call 911, call 911. When you should first take authority in the name of Jesus Christ, because you are a believer and command the devil to live in the name of Jesus Christ. And pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. When you do that, you are taking things spiritually first before you begin to say, call 911, call 911. 911 is to call the police and the ambulance and the doctors. Let's seek first the supernatural. And that is what faith will have done for them. If they have remembered that, first seek the supernatural, and then this natural thing will become obedient. Verse twenty-nine. And when he was come to the other side into the country of the Gadgassins, they had met him two possessed with devils. Now in this Matthew said there are two of them, but in the other chapter Mark said that it was actually one one man of Gadara that that was naked and lunatic that said he has legion. But I think it's the same story they are talking about here. But Matthew said it was just two people that were possessed with demons. Coming out of the tombs, exceeding fear, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? And thou come hitha to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, and heard of many swine feeding. So the devils... Besought him, saying, "If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine." And he said unto them, "Go!" And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything what was befallen and what was befallen to the possessor of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. Now that was how Matthew reported this story. When you go to Mark, he mentioned it was just one man that was lunatic, and he also said that man said he has legion. The legion is on thousands of uh, hundreds of so of demons. Okay, but uh, Matthew said Matthew was not there. You have to remember Matthew was called later. This Matthew the apostle was called later. Most was not in this in this time when this thing was uh, done, happening. He was called later. And of course, Mark was more powerful reporting what he had also that was said after the, after the Resurrection and the Apostles were preaching. But they, they all reported it differently. So Matthew was saying it was two men and, and he was thinking and saying, well, he said that they are, they are, they are he didn't say they are legion of demons, just said they these devils. But see, Mark said it was one man that has a legion of demons inside the, inside the same man. So whatever it is, the demons were cast out and they went to the swine and the head of swine ran into the river and perished. And these people went, the people that were in the city said, well, we don't want this type of power here, please leave. And Christ left. And they uh, go to Mark, Mark said that, Mark said that uh, the, the man with the legion of demons wanted to follow Christ, and he said, go and tell what God has done for you, go and tell your friends, and the man went and spread it out, and when he spread it out, giving testimony, broadcasting the world Christ has done for him. The next time Christ came to that section of the world, the whole place now welcome Jesus. You see that this the a decapolis. So this will be the end of Matthew chapter 8. We shall continue in Matthew chapter 9 next time. I pray that the Lord will give us further insight in all these chapters. God bless you.